Hey everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies and we are back once again to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're going to get right into this and I will throw it to Bill. Oh, oh that was a surprise. Um, well, <laughs> so I'm talking about two films from PRC, which is Producers Releasing Corporation. Oh, there's a... There's an exciting title for your movie-making <laughs> conglomerate. You know, there's Universal, Paramount, United Artists, Producers Releasing Corporation. <laughs> that sounds like some pretty sorry stuff. And indeed it was. Now, this was a real Hollywood studio in Hollywood. But they were by far the poorest of the bunch. They were on what they call Poverty Row, which was not, like, sarcastic or anything. Their, their films seldom cost over... $10,000 or so. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is back in the day. They were around from 1939 to 1947. $10,000 went a long way back then, but that was still pretty damn cheap. They they just made garbage, shoestring budget, lots of westerns and detective stuff, a lot of talk, not a whole lot of action, but every now and then you'd find a nugget in there. And uh, my first one is from uh, 1940, Okay, lots going on in the world. People needed to take their minds off of things. So they gave us the Devil Bat. The Devil Bat. Yes, siree. It's got Bela Lugosi. Now, this is just a few years, a few short years after uh, Dracula and hard times hit pretty hard. People tend to forget Bela was fairly old when fame and fortune came his way. And he just did not have a lot of time to capitalize it never really learned mm. the language that much i love his accent and everything but it you know it kind of limited what he could do and by 1940 what he could do was poverty movies like this but man what a plot he's a he's a supposedly kindly country doctor who dabbles in chemicals and electro research he's got some frankenstein stuff in the back which he uses to make bats grow because that's what you do you know mm. right make bats <laughs> grow and the cool thing is Man, this is this has got some great social commentary. He has invented formulas for aftershave that he gives to the local, I don't know, aftershave company. And they've gotten rich on his stuff. And he is secretly incredibly bitter about it. And it opens with them giving him like a check for $5,000, which I know sounds pretty paltry. But thanks to chat GPT, I figured out that was worth about $60,000 back then. So... He's doing all right, but does it make him happy? Oh, no, we hear his inner monologue. It's like, they got rich on your invention. That's, that's your money that they're giving you. Oh, boy, he's really bitter. So he does mm -hmm. what anyone does in that situation. He uh, invents a new aftershave that makes his giant bats. I mean, it's amazing how this all worked out. His giant bats go mm -hmm. after people. And I, I just want to say, Lugosi is absolutely fantastic you know it's this is one of the most quotable things ever i listen to this and i just want to you know look at you once you were as small as your companions but now oh it's great just great 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 and so he sends this bat to go out and the flying bat stuff is pretty good but they kind of ruin it by having it scream and it's obviously a human scream. It's just one step above Aww. someone. Yeah, going caw caw, and it rips their throats <laughs> out. Um, it's directed by Gene Yarbrough, who I, I'd never heard of this guy. And then I looked up a hundred and thirty-two credits. Wow. Yeah. Now, okay. Um, King of the Zombies. So's your Aunt Emma. Hiya, sailor. <laughs> and here come the co-eds. So basically, back, yeah, 
Back in the 1930s, <clears throat> legit B movies sounded like porn titles. You know, they, you could, they could totally do that. Also, Top Sergeant Mulligan. So, you know, mm. gay porn title. And he directed every episode of the Abbott and Costello TV show. So oh, the man, wow. Yeah, the man had a good credit. I, you know, he had a lot of good stuff and everything. But, um, yeah, I, I love this movie. It's it's an, about an hour long. It moves quickly. It's uh, it, it's a lot of talk, but it's punctuated by Lugosi chewing up the scenery, killing these people, and uh, the bat running around. And you don't care anything about the, um, the 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 folks here, who's you know he gets his vengeance on and everything. But boy, this is just fun stuff. And it was one of the most successful movies that PRC ever made. So um, I will send this right over to uh, Paul. Why? Thank you, Bill. Well, oh, by the way, this... by the way, I'm sorry. This is on. Uh, I, I meant to mention Devil Bat is on. Um, oh, where would they show a movie like this? I don't know. Mm. C- could it Tubi? be Tubi? Yes. <laughs> Tubi, Roku channel. Um, it's on every one of those 12 million movies for a buck that you buy at the store around Halloween. It's in the yes. public domain. It's the whole thing. The whole kit and caboodles on um youtube it's been riff tracks and and all kinds of stuff it's it's not hard to find if you can't find the devil bat you're just not looking sorry paul back to you that's okay that's all right well my theme this week actually ties into tubi because it's films from the 1970s that feature george kennedy airplanes and are on tubi so Mm. my first my first selection is actually four selections four selections wow we've got yeah, it's the airport franchise. So starting in 1970, we have Airport, which is about a it's it's actually this is this one's interesting because it's really not just about the disaster that happens. This is about the airport manager played by Burt Lancaster or as my my stepfather called him, Burt Sandblaster. And he <laughs> and he had to deal with I always that's all I can think of when I think of Burt Lancaster. Anyway, so he he has to deal with a snowstorm and he has to this and he deal deal with the fact that there is a a mad bomber on the plane on one of the planes, and the plane is piloted by Dean Martin of all people, um, and you've got George Kennedy, of course, Gene Sebring, Jacqueline Bissett, Helen Hayes, Maureen Stapleton, Van Heflin, Barry Nelson, uh, Gary Collins. Th- these movies were like just loaded with people, um, and that was followed four years later. So 1974 comes out airport 75. Should that come out in 75? I don't know. But anyway, Mm -hmm. airport 75 instead in this one, you have a small plane. The pilot of a small plane has a heart attack and crashes into the cockpit of a, of a jumbo jet. And the, the, um, the head stewardess played by Karen black has to, try to land the plane or keep it from crashing since hmm. pilots are either killed or sucked out through the the opening in the in the plane so you've got charlton heston you've got george kennedy you've got ephraim zimless jr helen reddy linda blair dana andrews sid caesar myrna loy larry storch jerry stiller Whoa. norman fell just it tons of people in these and then that was followed two years later by Airport 77, which is the only one that I've actually seen in the theater. Huh? In this one, you have this plane that has this rich guy's uh, art collection on it, as well as a whole bunch of rich people. And it gets hijacked and then crashes and it land. It crashes underwater. So they have to find it and rescue these people underwater in the plane. 
Oh. And you've got, yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's got Jack Lemon, Lee Grant, Olivia de Havilland, Joseph Cotton, Brenda Vaccaro, Darren McGavin, Christopher Lee. Oh, um, and of course, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just Kathleen Quinlan, and and then then that was followed two years later by the only one that I haven't seen. So I, I can't necessarily recommend this one, but for completeness sake, and it's still in the seventies, and it's still on Tubi as well. You have Concord. The airport seventy nine, where I believe they're shooting a a, a missile at it or something, oh, and you've got yeah Susan Blakely, George Kennedy, <laughs> Robert Wagner, wow. Sylvia Cristal, Eddie Albert, Charo, <laughs> um, John oh, Davidson, my. Cicely Tyson, Martha Ray, Jimmy J J Walker, David Warner, Avery Schreiber, Sybil Danning. Again, these things were loaded with people. Are these good films? yeah no are they entertaining yes they're definitely of the era they're fun they are just these just it's sort of like uh it's sort of like love boat if the people were like threatened to dying you know possibly (laughs) die on it um which would probably make that better anyway awesome super fun stuff all on tubi highly recommended airport airport 75 airport 77 and for completeness sake and because it has charo in it chicago uh, the concord airport 79 and speaking of people who um, uh, are, uh, I don't know, who have heard the name George Kennedy, I will pass this to Zach. Oh, wow. Uh, I thought you were going to say people who are in an airport because I'm actually in an airport what? right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, huh. uh, I thought you were no. going to make like a Charo reference. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah you know true. me. Always making those Charo <laughs> references. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I, I kind of have, uh, I, <laughs> I kind of, I, you know, it actually is kind of, uh, it kind of blows my mind. Like, I realized that movie came out like over fifty years ago now, but like that was like Airport uh, specifically was like the top or second top grossing film of nineteen seventy. Yeah. Oh, it's just like yeah. it kind of blows. It's like I don't know. I can can you imagine them putting out a movie today and it's just like it's about an airport. And people are like flocking to the theater. See, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, okay. So, because you know, people people get very excited uh, about airports and being in airports and that sort of thing. Obviously, um, okay. I, I do have. Uh, speaking of airports, hey, I, I have a segue. Uh, speaking of airports, uh, my first film was filmed in a city that has, I believe, one of the biggest airports in North America. And uh, the theme of this week is it's the end of the world. Or is it? Uh, because my first movie, you if you <laughs> if you watch it uh, with one of the titles, the title that I watched it with, you would think it is about the end of the world. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it right now. Uh, it doesn't quite live up to this title. Um, this is a Italian horror film, and as uh, you know, Bill always loves to point out, these movies have like 50 titles so i'm gonna i'm gonna read off i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna read off all the, all the all the titles here and then uh i will tell you the actual title you can find it under um but uh this was known variously as cannibal massacre cannibals in the city invasion oh, of the gosh. flesh hunters oh, I savage apocalypse oh yeah savage slaughterers the slaughterers and my favorite is the <laughs> the title on imdb is cannibals in the streets because uh, then that sets it up for me wondering what they are in the sheets. Um, but the, the, title that, <laughs> the title that you can probably find under the the title I watched it under was Cannibal Apocalypse. Um, so n- this movie is about uh, it's a 1980. Like I said, it's a it's an Italian horror film, 
And it's about a group of soldiers who were in Vietnam. And somehow they contracted some sort of virus that turns them into cannibals. It doesn't really explain... Well, it doesn't really explain anything. So I'm not even going to try to uh, nitpick the the plot at all. (laughs) The only person you've (laughs) probably seen in this movie is uh, John Saxon. Who tries to, uh, you know, he gives it his all. John Saxon, he was a he was a pro. He was a working actor, and yeah. uh, he's he's obviously doing his best in this movie. Not given a whole lot to uh, work with here, but um, yeah, I don't know. This is a very strange movie. It's one of those movies. I'm not recommending it because it's great. I'm recommending it because it's kind of fun to watch if you're into this sort of thing. Uh, there's <laughs> just some of the weird like. Uh, there's a scene. Where uh, I guess like he, uh, he like for some reason he's been back from Vietnam for a long time and for some reason he's uh, just starting to feel these uh, cannibalistic urges. So at one point like the 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 girl the 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 neighborhood uh, the neighbor the, like the neighbor's daughter comes over for some reason yeah. and I think she's like trying to seduce him but instead he like bites her like he's you know mm-hmm. taking a trying to take a bite out of her but then. Uh, like the the, uh, the his wife doesn't know any of this. The, the wife comes home, and he starts to tell her. He's like, uh, the uh, the the daughter the daughter next door came over, and she immediately like just assumes that he slept with her, which makes me wonder like what the hell is going on in this relationship. Anyways, um, so this movie, uh, kind of an interesting aside. This movie, I I noticed about halfway through that there was a a four hundred four number on uh some of the some of the road signs and i was like hmm 404 i know that area code that's uh none other than uh downtown atlanta georgia i looked it up indeed this film was shot in atlanta georgia i have no idea why because it's it's an italian movie and uh not only that but i looked up some of the filming locations and it turns out i have actually been at one of the locations uh that this movie was shot looked completely different when i was there but um so yeah i thought that was kind of cool uh, I would say that I uh, I got to stand where uh, John Saxon stood, but he wasn't actually in that scene. But I can say that I stood where uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radici uh, stood, uh, who's also the star of uh, Cannibal Fro. Or is it Cannibal Fro? Is that how you pronounce that movie? Is I, it, I, was, I, I, was, I, I, I don't know. Frogs? Yeah. Frogs. Okay. Okay. Frog. Whatever. But, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so yeah. Um, yeah, so so kind of an interesting uh, aside, personal aside. But anyways, uh, yeah, what what I was alluding to at the beginning there, uh, there's there's not really uh, much of an apocalypse in this movie. So I was kind of let down because uh, the cannibals basically uh, kill a couple people and then uh, they they themselves get killed. Although, ooh, there's a there's a cliffhanger. I'm not going to spoil it because uh-huh. um, yeah, you'll you'll never in a million years see it coming uh, unless you have two brain cells to rub together and then you absolutely will. But um, huh. So where can you find uh, this this masterpiece of uh, Italian slash uh, Georgian cinema? Well, of course, you can find it on Tubi. Uh, you can also find it on Night Flight, Shout TV, Plex, and Freebie. And uh, speaking of uh, people that go by many titles, I will pass this over to Renee for her first pick this week. Well, thank you very much. That's very true. <laughs> Like head of HR, you're all fired. Yes. Oh, great. (laughs) See you next week. It'll just be me. Good night, everyone. Uh, Anyhow, so my first recommendation for you is a relatively new release. It just came out in September, and it is available on Amazon, and it is totally killer. Yay. That's the title of the movie. Yeah. And it is totally killer. 
So uh, this movie uh, stars Kiernan Shipka, Julie Bowen, Randall Park, and Lachlan Monroe, who is not a Busey, just so you are aware. Mm. However, <laughs> he was in Freddy vs. Jason. And this movie also has Jonathan Potts. And you remember what Jonathan Potts was in? Jason X. Ah. Yay. Yeah, he was the professor with the nipples. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the infamous Sweet 16 killer has returned about 35 years after his first crime spree when he killed a couple of teenage girls on their 16th birthday, or 16th birthdays, rather. There's a girl, 17-year-old Jamie, who's played by Kiernan uh, Shipka. Her mother was in this friend group with these other two girls that were murdered. And this killer has come back to like finish the job and basically take out her mom. And she takes off. She's being chased. The the daughter at this point is being chased by the killer. And she, she runs into a time machine and she accidentally travels back in time to 1987. And much like back to the future, she has to team up with some people who help her stop the killings anyway this movie is it's funny it's got a lot of really smart humor in it it's kind of a good old teen slasher but it's not super gory it's not super bloody it's more of a you know they say there's horror comedies i would say this is more of a comedy horror but yeah i liked it a lot i thought it was very fun and it is totally killer and it's available on amazon and i will pass this back over to you bill why, thank you. Hey, I just wanted to mention um, Cannibal Apocalypse. <laughs> we did this on one of the Decades of Horror shows, and uh, probably Decades of Horror of the 1970s, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. And one of the little bits that we found out about it was that <laughs> John Saxon, when he read the script, was under the impression that the cannibalism was a metaphor. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and oh then he gosh. he gets to Italy and there he's seeing like people bring out trays full of body parts and he's like oh no but you know he gave it his all I gotta say though like he obviously didn't read the script too cl- too closely because uh, there's there's a lot of like literal cannibalism here and I don't know how he mistook that for a metaphor I just <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know that's <laughs> Maybe it was an Italian, and he doesn't speak Italian. Oh, uh, there you go. People trust their agents he, he, more than they probably he put should. It, he put it through an early version of Chat GPT, and it spit, <laughs> spit out yeah. something totally inaccurate. Not everyone has Christopher Lee's agent. You know, a lot of people just have someone who's smoking cigarettes by the carton load and just looking to get that sweet, sweet ten percent kickback for anything. Suddenly, you're in Caligula. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, we're still with PRC. And so I told you all about Devil Bat, about the bitter scientist who uh, makes a bunch of a giant bat that goes after a particular aftershave lotion to tear out the throats of his enemies. All right. Well, four years, six years later, PRC is now on its last legs and we finally get the sequel Devil Bat's Daughter. Ooh, yeah. Devil Bat's Daughter, directed by Frank uh, Wisher, Whisper, Whisper. W-I-S-B-E-R, Whisper. Hey, that's kind of cool. He did not have 132 credits to his name. But I don't think too many people can say this with pride. He did win the 1935 Mussolini Cup for Best Foreign Film. 
And I'm sure that that wow. was on a yeah. very prominent place on his uh, banister. Yeah. The Mussolini Cup. Well, you know, 1935. Who knew? Everyone who was paying attention knew. Anyway, um, so this one is totally different. I mean, the oh, man, why they waited six years to make a sequel, and why they made this sequel, I don't know. It's about... Well, it's supposed to be a mystery, but you figure out real early on that it's about a psychiatrist who is making his patient, who is Devil Bat's actual daughter, uh, believe that she has inherited her dad's murderous impulses. This is so he can kill his uh, wealthy wife and get all her money and blame it on Devil Bat's daughter. But his his stepson is kind of on to him, and also he's falling in love with the daughter of the Devil Bat. And in a happy ending... She, uh, they, they reveal his big plot and everything, figure out some way to trick him and he gets shot and he confesses with his dying breath. Forgive me. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, but here's the thing. Not only is she exonerated, it turns out that her father was set up, that he really wasn't the bad guy that everyone thinks he was. So it's a totally (laughs) happy ending. And I just want to say horse shit. I have watched The Devil Bat about 11 times. This man is more guilty than any guilty person in the history of guilty people. I saw him commit the crime. I saw him monologuing because he talks to his bats all the time about why he's committing the crime. And just to put the cherry on top of a guilty cake, I heard his thoughts, his inner thoughts, the envy, the bitterness, the contempt that he had, the glee, the absolute Bela Lugosi glee he had on his face every time his bat killed someone. Guilty, 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 guilty on a cosmic scale. I cannot believe that they tried to pull this on. It's like our memories are that short. This is a disgrace to the good name of Devil Bat. Um, I, I don't know. These movies tend to be like the B film. On a, on a ticket and i don't know what this one went out with but it should have been gaslight because this is the most gaslighting film that has ever been made you will think am i crazy did i dream that i saw a bell lugosi movie where he was obviously using bats to kill people no no i i, I i'm like why why'd you do this why why would you piss on your own successful film you know I, I, Anyway, um, this one's kind of hard to find, really. Oh, it's not very good. It is not as good as Devil Bat. The best parts of it is when she's having uh, flashbacks, when she's dreaming, and she's dreaming scenes of her father killing people with his giant bat, because that's what he actually (laughs) did. But I guess we're supposed to think it's just post-hypnotic suggestion from this, you know, this stupid psychiatrist. Um, You can find it on YouTube, because I'm pretty sure it's in the public domain. And this is when PRC, I mean, the days of those glory, glorious $10,000 budgets were kind of in the past now. They were they were cutting it down to the bone. So this is real talky. But, uh, you know, hey, it's just the two together. Oh, my God. It just watch Devil Bat and then watch this and just like, oh, man, you must think I was born yesterday. So I will send this right on over to someone who would never lie to you. And that's Paul. Why, thank you, Bill. Well, I'm not going to lie. My next film, again, is from the 1970s, starring featuring George Kennedy and involves an airplane. Uh, This in this one, George Kennedy is on an air is on an airplane with a group of people uh, flying over the Himalayas and it crashes in the Himalayas and they're they're stuck. And then they're they're rescued by by inhabitants of the mystical 
Valley of Shangri-La. That's right. This oh. is 1973's <laughs> Lost Horizon, the musical remake of the 1937 Frank Capra film. Man, okay. Um, mm. this Ooh. is this is definitely not, not not a good film, but it it there's something about it that just maybe because I saw it too much as a kid. Um, it's also mm. oh, did, did I mention did I mention it's a musical <laughs> with music by Burt Bacharach and Hal David, but from like the very <laughs> end of their yeah. the, the very end of their working relationship. So yeah, oh my god. So this has Peter Finch, Liv Ullman, Sally Kellerman, George Kennedy, Olivia Hussey, Michael York, Bobby Van, Charles Boyer, John Gilgood as Chang. Yeah, no, this <laughs> film is uh, problematic at all. Whoops. Um, but yeah, so you have these people who who end these westerns end up in the the mystical valley of of Shangri La, where it's this utopian, you know, Buddhist, uh, you know, slash mystical. Uh, yeah place yeah it's it is it's a long film but it, it there's something about it i do not know why maybe because again i watch it too much as a kid or maybe you know you know my dad played the the soundtrack of it a little too much i don't know i don't know if it's because of the mad magazine parody of it that i read <laughs> i'm not mm-hmm. sure it it's definitely interesting i'm telling hey, you it's paul, from a certain paul era, but what tell me what? tell me the mad magazine was it called least horizon uh, I can't remember. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, that Oof. sounds about right. Yeah, it's. But anyway, okay. Let's just put it this way: George Candy and Sally Kellerman have a have a duet of a Burt Bacharach Hal David Ooh. song. Ooh. Do you need Do you need any more? Do you need any more? No, you don't need any more. I'm telling you, this it's it's definitely. Well, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you Are you Paul Cardulo lambasting the 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 Golden throat of George Kennedy? Are you a not at all? That's people? what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> oh, okay. George Kennedy and Sally Kellerman doing a duet. Oh, and you think that's Liv a good Ullman. thing? That explains a lot. <laughs> it's got Liv Ullman singing "The World Is a Circle." Um, yeah, it is. It, 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 it oh. is just. It, it 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 is it is special. I I don't know. There's something about this film that 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 just yeah it it's special. And well, speaking about somebody special. I'll pass this to Zach. Oh, thank you, uh, Paul. I well, will we know, you we know what he's going to sing on the way out of this uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought we had. I thought we had ended that, but I, I feel like uh, I feel like it's about to make uh, a very special comeback. Okay, so uh, the second film in my "It's the End of the World" or "Is It" uh, series here is actually one of my favorite films of all time. And I'm not kidding. This is a top five film for me that uh, for a long time I wanted to recommend it. I couldn't because it was not on streaming, but I just happened to look today. And uh, it is actually, thanks to our our good friends at Tubi, of course, uh, it is actually now available to watch. So uh, I'm going to recommend this film. And, you know, I don't usually recommend (laughs) films with romantic subplots or undertones, but to me, this is actually one of the most romantic films ever made, and um, so you might you might think that's a little bit off uh, off character for me. But just let me just let me just tell you a little bit about this movie. Uh, so this is the story 
of a young man played by Anthony Edwards. Oh who no! Meets, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who meets? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Who meets? Who meets uh, uh, a young woman played by Mayor Winningham, and it's it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable from the start because they meet in a natural history museum, uh, which I think is just truly uh, romantic. And uh, they hit it off, and they decide, uh, you know, they they start seeing each other, and. Uh, Anthony Edwards' character is going to go see Mayor Winningham when she gets off uh, her shift at the diner. Unfortunately, the power in his uh, building goes out, and he shows up late, and he's looking, he's trying to find find out, uh, you know, if she's still around, uh, see if she, he can get her phone number. And then he goes out to the, uh, he goes outside, and the payphone outside of the diner rings, and he picks it up. And it's a man claiming to be in a nuclear missile silo somewhere in... Uh, middle America and he claims that yeah, he's trying to reach his dad because they just launched all of their nukes and obviously this movie was made in 1988 I should mention so um, so anyways uh, the rest of the movie is uh, a Anthony Edwards trying to find trying to get to Mayor Winningham and uh, also throughout the entire movie you don't know whether the world is actually about to end or it was just some sort of prank but uh, it, it starts uh, immediately, it starts spiraling, and um, yeah, pretty much every minute, more and more people are panicking and thinking that the world's about to end. Um, I mean, you got Anthony Edwards and Mayor Winningham. That's a, a Winningham combination, <laughs> if you know what I mean, already. But uh, you also got a bunch of other great uh, actors and actresses in this one. Uh, you got McKelty Williamson, which you may not know the name. This was about six years before he would uh, become very famous for playing... Uh, Bubba in uh, a little movie called Forrest Gump you may have heard of. Um, it's also got a uh, bunch of other, oh, it's them. Uh, you got Kurt Fuller, Denise Crosby, uh, Earl Bowen, uh, just lots of uh, Brian Thompson, lots of lots of great actors you might recognize. Oh, hey, I should probably mention the name of the movie. Uh, the name of the movie is Miracle Mile. Uh, again, this is one of my favorite films ever. I almost never hear anyone talk about this movie, which is a, a damn shame because I think it is actually... Uh, just a, a phenomenal film. Uh, the guy who made it, Steve DeJonat, he wrote and directed it. He only actually made two feature films. Uh, I think he went on and directed some TV. He has some interesting writing, writing credits, too. He wrote an episode of The X-Files, uh, and he also wrote a, uh, a little movie called Strange Brew. So uh, kind of an interesting career this guy had. But anyways, uh, so yeah, this one, Miracle Mile, is on Tubi and Pluto TV, and it is an absolute delight. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, <laughs> speaking of romance, uh, true story. I once showed this, uh, to a, a girlfriend of mine and, uh, she told me about 20 minutes in. she's like, uh, can we stop watching? This is really boring. And I knew, <laughs> I knew yeah. then that it was, it was not meant to be, and it was indeed not meant to be. So, um, so anyways, Good call. Uh, speaking Good call, of, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Cut bait. <laughs> Speaking of uh, one of the few people in the world who have heard of uh, Miracle Mile, I will pass it over to Renee. Oh, man. Yeah, that movie. That movie, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, I totally oh, sorry. I, I totally forgot mm-hmm. to mention also a, uh, a banger soundtrack by none other than Tangerine Dream. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. You know, it's funny that, Paul, you recommended a foursome because I sort oh. of have that oh, as my. well. <laughs> I did not. I didn't do that right at all. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna excuse myself from this podcast because oh, I don't know what's going on. But I oh. need Jesus. Oh, I need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> more of 
things I'll be editing out. Oh, no. Please <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, no, no. Please, please don't. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so my recommendation is Hell House LLC, Carmichael Manor. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so in this, this is the fourth Hell House movie. And not just Hell House, it's Hell House LLC. Because we are a limited liability corporation. We are not trying to get sued. So this is Hell House LLC, Carmichael Manor. It is the fourth in the series. And it tells kind of the origin stories. And it stars a trio of people. There is Margot, And she considers herself a bit of a cold case investigator. And she has brought along her partner, Rebecca, who is not a cold case investigator. She is just a very supportive partner. And Margot's brother, Chase, has joined them to investigate the murders of the Carmichael family that happened in the late 80s. And there's a lot of mystery surrounding these murders. There was, it's a, it was a very bloody crime scene, but there was no survivors found at the crime scene and no obvious signs that they left the crime scene. There was snow all over the ground. There was no footprints, no blood, no nothing. It was very bizarre. And ultimately... Much like the Hell House LLC movies, this is a found footage movie. So subsequently, this trio of people were never seen again. And I just, I really enjoy these movies so much. They're good. They're creepy. They've got a lot of good jump scares. There's creepy clowns. And, you know, it's it falls in line with the Hell House movies. It does give you, every time there's another movie, they give you a little bit more of the lore and they kind of opened doors for more things. And I felt like it really helped augment that story. And it is available on Shudder. I know not everybody has Shudder. And if you don't, you can watch the original Hell House LLC on Amazon, Shudder, and Tubi. You can also watch the second and third movies on Shudder or Tubi. And also all four of them are available on AMC+. And so the original Hell House is uh, basically a documentary about a incident that happened at the Abaddon Hotel about five years prior, where about 15 people died during a haunted house tour. So that is just a brief little summary of the original Hell House LLC. So yeah, I really enjoy this series a lot, and I would recommend the fourth movie. If you have not seen any of them, I would at least watch the first movie to get some groundwork of the characters that you're working with, it'll give you a little bit more to work with on the fourth one. If you can watch all four of them, I would highly recommend it. So yeah, that is my recommendation. It is Hell House LLC Carmichael Manor, and you can watch that on Shudder or AMC+. And I think that's it. Is that it? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. I get screwed up sometimes because now that I (laughs) forgot people like twice now i'm paranoid i'll keep forgetting uh, <laughs> no there's nothing left but paul singing from Lost that's Horizon. true so <laughs> what? so it, is there a song you would well, like to sing us from airport, airport the musical oh my god <laughs> i mean if you guys insist i wasn't planning on it but you uh, know, we insist I, I could i could i could do my best <laughs> Those are the parts that I take. I take Bill's comment of being like, oh, boy. And then I amplify it. So it's really loud. Apparently, Liv Ullman did not do her own singing in this. I'm what? Sure. But but George Kennedy did. George oh Kennedy boy. and Sally Kellerman uh, did. 
Um, and Bobby Van did his own too. So we'll we'll do Bobby Van's, uh, which is question me and answer. This is when they're trying to teach the question me teach and answer. the teachers. Yeah, <laughs> question me and answer, bright and clear. I will answer with the question clear and bright. Even though your answers may be wrong, my question will be right. For the weekend of November 10th, Bill recommended Devil Bat, available on Prime Video, Fubo, Tubi, and Canopy, and Devil Bat's Daughter, available on YouTube. Paul recommended the Airport series, Airport, Airport 1975, Airport 1977, and the Concord, Airport 79, all available on Tubi. And Lost Horizon, also available on Tubi. I recommended Totally Killer, available on Prime Video. And Hell House LLC, Carmichael Manor, available on Shudder. And the Hell House LLC series, also available on Shudder or AMC Plus or Tubi. Zachary recommended Cannibal Apocalypse, available on Tubi, Night Flight, Shout TV, and Plex. And Miracle Mile available on Chewy and Pluto. Yeah, it was it was not Burt Backrack and Hal Davis' uh, no. best work. Last day what of school, I'm going to walk into class, sing that, and I'm going to moonwalk out of there and just keep right on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you were going to do the world is a circle. Well, yeah, but I couldn't remember how the rest of that goes. Like, like you know, what? the world the, is, a, is circle a circle without, without a beginning, beginning and nobody knows where it, where it really ends. But then I don't remember anything else about it, though. Well, no, but but the, the, uh, yeah, because that's the part that was in the ads. And and yeah, you're yeah. right. These guys, I mean, Bacharach and David did a lot of great songs. Even their ads yeah. were catchy and everything. And what the hell? I goes, um, and just because you think you're small, that doesn't mean you're small at all. And just the way a tiny branch is like a tree to a twig to someone else, you are big. Damn, that's yeah, some it's... bad stuff there. <laughs> can I can it, I it, can I can I sing this song the way that uh the way that I would I would sing it without knowing the, the tune? Sure. <clears throat> Most okay. definitely, please. Please, you can only improve it. Yeah. The world is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> without a beginning and just because you think you're small that doesn't mean you're small at all oh god, oh, god. <laughs> wow sorry that's going at the end well, you're no live allman that's for sure yeah really <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh. that's beautiful man